Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of John Wick Chapter 4. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today. And joining alongside me are my fellow members of the Continental. It's Shabazz. Hello, Mr. Wick. And it's Anthony. What's up, Mr. Wick? I don't know. I don't like I don't, any of these voices that are happening right now. You know, like mine. To go, mine. I was trying to go deeper. He was on point. I was trying to you're go sounding, deeper. Yeah, you're trying to go deep. That was deeper. You sounded a lot higher. I'll be you honest. A lot you. higher. Yeah, like Shay sounded like Lance Riddick. I don't know who you sounded like at all. You sound like uh, wild. My God, what's the what, what's the uh, really ugly character from the Goonies called again? Oh my God! My <laughs> oh my right God! No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's who you were, man. My God, I am. You know, I am. You know, uh, taking away your your memberships to the Continental. You're you guys are out, about eh? to be. You're kicking Sloth, us out. Yeah, you're ex- you're excommunicado. You're about to be excommunicado very very soon. Of course, well, this is our review. Of John Wick Chapter Four, Shay, please. No, I was just saying in, in our say? world, in our world, yeah. Sloth from the Goonies ends up becoming part of the Continental Club. You know, he becomes a hitman yes. in a ways. Yeah, because he start he moves in with uh whoever's what's his name at the end who does the truffle shuffle at the end. Yeah, Chung. he moves in with Chung? his family. Yeah, and it, it's just wild. What we're yeah. talking, we're we're gonna we're gonna bring it all back. Goonies, we're gonna bring back John Wick, same thing. You know. Same universe confirmed. You heard it here first. It is all part of the same world. He's he's Kiwi Kwan, hundred percent. I can see Kiwi Kwan in like a in in a John Wick film. I can totally see him. Oh yeah, he would be fantastic in a John Wick. In the world, he'd be so so cool. Maybe in one of the spinoffs you're doing, or maybe in another film. We're going to talk all about it. But of course, this is the movie podcast. You could catch brand new episodes all throughout the week and all the latest movies and series. Of course, we have reviews and interviews out as well too. We have so many incredible episodes. You don't want to miss any of them. So please make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterbox because we have some incredible content going up there. Of course at the movie podcast is where you could find us and if you're watching this on youtube please like and subscribe and join our discord you know our discord will have some incredible conversations in there uh so you don't want to miss it we're going to have a, a channels open for all of the movies and shows that we're talking about so we're having a lot of great conversations shay anything you want to mention about the discord what's going on right now well last of us has finally come to a, a sad and bittersweet end so we still have our spoiler channel kind of up for that right now. I'll probably keep it up for the next little bit. Uh, but we do have some other shows and movies coming out very soon. For example, Shazam, Fear of the Gods will be out very soon. We'll be opening up a spoiler chat for that, of course. And then the Super Mario Bros. movie, which is a small indie film, I believe. That'll be coming out as well. And then, of course, we'll hopefully have a spoiler chat up for that. So get in your spoiler chats while they're hot. If you want to discuss The Last of Us, if you want to talk about the Oscars right now, whatever's kind of happening, go ahead, join our Discord. Discord, get in there, have those conversations because let me tell you, they are a poppin'. They are a poppin'. Uh, also, there's so, like what I mentioned, there's some great interviews that we've had over the last couple of weeks, over the last month of March and then February, you know, we've been really lucky to talk to some, some cool people like Guy Pierce, Devin Nakoda, who's just in Scream, pretty much the entire cast of Shazam, Fury of the Gods. So there's lots to listen to, lots to look forward to, and an endless amount of episodes, interviews, and reviews for you to catch up on. Like Shay said, the Super Mario Brothers movie is coming very, very soon. Um, it is, the, you know, the ultimate birthday present for me for it to be re- 
be releasing in April. Some say it was destined to happen. Um, I am the people that say that it was destined to happen. Uh, but yeah, there's lots to look forward to. And of course, let's get right into it. John Wick Chapter 4 releases in theaters on March 24th from Lionsgate and in Canada from Cineplex Pictures. It stars a massive cast, including some incredible names like Keanu Reeves, Bill Skarsgård, Clancy Brown, uh, Ian McShane, and someone who's recently on the movie podcast, Shamir Anderson. So let's get right into it. Shay, I'm going to get you to kick us off with the... Actually, you're not doing the first reaction. Sorry, you're doing the first reaction. Anthony's doing this. I'm going to come back in one second. I want to say thank you to our friends at Cineplex Pictures for inviting us to watch this film. And I want to kick it over to Anthony to give us the synopsis. John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table. But before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. I love it. Now, this is the fourth chapter of the Wickverse. So let's see if it stays fresh. Shay. Start us off with your first reactions. John Wick 4 has some of my favorite action sequences in the entire franchise. The way that they were carefully able to blend a lot of what, what worked before in the franchise now into a more fresh and unique take, uh, I thought was fantastic. I think Keanu is consistently just taking a beating to continue to elevate this role. But I do have a lot of issues with this film as well. And maybe some of them might not be that glaring or that big. But I think by the time you're in the fourth entry of this franchise, it's still good. And I still had a good time with the film. But the issues that kind of happened for me is that in this film, it's, it's nearly three hours. And it had no need to be that long. Um, the world and lore that's kind of being created and given to us starts to get a bit convoluted and starts to kind of just blend into what we've seen before. I mean, two, three, and four really just kind of feel like the same film, uh, albeit even better action sequences in this one. I wasn't a huge fan of how Keanu's lines were just kind of cut down in this film, but did I have a great time watching Shamir Anderson? Yes. Did I have a great time watching his dog companion that would go and kill anyone that they kind of saw yes there are nuts uh, oh my god it scared me i thought it was gonna attack me in yeah. the room i hope not dino was coming for you <laughs> dino no breaks up my door um <laughs> but then you have a lot of different side characters in this film that i feel like are doing the exact same role twice and they don't kind of go anywhere for example shamir anderson and then you have um donnie yen's character they're both after wick they're both we're both rooting for them and they both, you know, kind of have a very similar trajectory throughout the entire film. So you have a lot of repeat characters that are occurring. You have Lawrence Fishburne and um, Ian McShane, Ian McShane, sorry, who are also both playing the same kind of character. And, you know, you, you don't really have much conflicting with John. Uh, the film kind of starts and picks up at random points and it just feels like it's going scene to scene without really pushing the actual story forward even though i'm not quite sure what the story was that's fair you know i think it's interesting you bring that up because if you were to ask me right now you know what is this movie about tell me about like the actual story of this film it's kind of it's a little hard to try and explain it because there's just a lot going on what i will say though is that you know, overall baseline, what is this movie about? It's about John Wick, you know, taking out a lot of people trying to get to the high table, which I feel like is the same story as you mentioned, Shay, for every single 
John Wick film, other than the first one, which really was lightning in a bottle, where it was that vengeance tale. It was that revenge tale of this is what the world has done wrong to me, and I'm going to come back and get every single one of these people who did me wrong in this movie, where fast forward three movies later now in chapter four, um, the story feels like we're kind of in a very similar place. But we will talk more about it because there's a lot that I really loved in this movie that I want to talk to. But I want to give Anthony some time right now. Anthony, take it away with your first reactions. Look, can I sit here and say John Wick 4 is the greatest action movie of all time? No, but it does come very close. And the reason why it's not the greatest action movie of all time is because the story is very dry and it's very thick and it doesn't reflect the excitement that you get out of the fight sequences into the actual story itself. So those highs that you get when you're watching Keanu perform these these awesome, awesome and very relenting action sequences, they're very good. But once that high goes into the story, it's so dull. It's like and and it's surprising because at times I find myself you know, these are interesting characters. Why do I not want to know more about them? Why am I bored with what they're saying? Why am I falling asleep? Like at times I've, I found myself nodding off because I, there was nothing happening on screen for me to be like, well, I'm captivated by the story of his revenge for the high table. Like for someone who wants so much revenge, there's the most the least amount of excitement that goes into it. Like I just can't, I can't believe it. It's just, there are interesting characters. Like I, I would say Scott Atkinson's killer, who's a German thug, and you might not even see notice him. He plays like he's in an uh, like an overweight uh, fat man suit, and you can't even you don't even know it's Scott. But like once you see him perform his actions, fantastic. But his character is so like blah. Like the lines that are given to him is just boring. It's, it feels unnecessary to the story. Yeah, right? like it doesn't feel like. It's anything other than a setup to get to an action scene. Right. It's, and it's very much like a fetch quest. And I, yeah. and I can say, we, we can all say that the action sequences in this film are top notch. You know, Chad does a fantastic job of directing these close quarter combat sequences. And Keanu Reeves showcases that he is John Wick and he embodies that character. But you're right, Daniel, you, you said that was it i'm not sure if it was dang or shade like his lines are cut like he this is someone who actually has something to say after four films and he probably has maybe two pages of lines in this three-hour film why yeah why are we not hearing john wick talk (laughs) yeah like we get a lot of that a lot of that a lot of that, uh, Anthony, because I was the one that mentioned the, the line thing, a lot of that reminded me of um, if you look at the Bourne franchise and you have Jason Bourne in part one, two, three, he's ass kicking, he's got great lines. And then you get into Jason Bourne, which is the fourth entry. And I think he had a total of like 70 words maybe in the entire film. It, it, it felt like that to me. It felt like, why did you like, yes, Keanu's delivery of, the, of John Wick's lines were always entertaining. I think about part one where he's like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And it's just so cool, sense shivers. And even in two, three, four, I say two and three, he has these really fun moments. But in this one, it's kind of just like, you can tell he either his character is tired or he's tired or someone's bored. You lose, he loses interest, which means that I'm not interested. 
Yeah. Uh, really quickly, Shay, just to talk to what you said about Jason Bourne. Um, so he has 288 words, which sounds like it's a lot of words, but when you think about it, it only equates to about 25 actual lines That's of dialogue. It. That's it. In a two-hour something movie, which is very, very interesting. And you're the main uh, character. And you're the main character. The movie literally has both of your... The movie now has both your names. First and last and name, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's talk about the action in this movie because there is no doubt that John Wick 4 has some of the greatest action I've ever seen in a movie. There are so many sequences of action in this film that I was just like, this is incredible. It is, it is, it is ballet. It is poetry in motion. The action choreography in this film is second to none it is frenetic it is like i'm i'm literally just jaw dropped while watching it and that includes the cinematography and it's like when this movie is firing in all cylinders it has an artillery just going nuts at you like i i was blown away by that there's some sequences that feels like it's straight out of like hotline miami where we have like this camera like up, up above and it's following him room to room it is like straight out of a video game it is wonderful and it literally is pedal to the metal. It is full speed. And then it just hits a brick wall when it's going to the actual story of this film, where it just feels like we are just slowing down. We are literally just putting the brakes. We're pulling the emergency brake and just halting everything. So just as you're starting to go, you're just like stop and go, stop and go all the time. And then I would say the last hour is really where this movie found its footing. And I think it's really where we kind of get to like, okay, we're setting up this final battle. This is where this movie's taking off. And obviously it's absurd. It's it's over the top. There's a sequence in this film where they're just like uh they're in that I forget what it's called in France, like that roundabout, that that famous roundabout. The Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, thank you very much, Shabazz. And it's like they have a fight going on there. And I'm like, these cars aren't stopping. There are people literally being shot and being run over by cars. And like, you know what? Maybe that's just the culture in France. They don't stop. They don't care. But it, it was just wild to see. I'm like, how is this still happening? And it's such a long sequence in what feels like should be like a quicker moment in the movie. And I think this movie, it really is just like, you know, Chad, the director, just being like, listen, I'm going to intentionally make these moments feel as drawn out as possible. Um, there's literally sequences where it's just like a full character walking down a whole hallway. And it's like, that is like a minute and a half of your time is just walking down a hallway. This movie could use a lot of trimming, but I mean, a when you get to the action and a lot of editing, if you, when you get to the action, you are just like glued in, you are zoned in, but because there is so much of it, you could also start to feel a little bit of that exhaustion by the end of the film. Because you just watched three hours where like 70% of this movie is the craziest action you've ever seen. And the other bit of it is just the slowest story that not, feels non-consequential at all. Because when you look at the grand scheme of the John Wick films, it feels like every film since two has been the same story. Who else is, does he have to take down? Who are these other members of the high table? Who's above the table? Who's below the table? It just feels like we're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And there's not a lot to distinguish the characters or the, the the motives from two, three, and four in this film. Shay, the franchise constantly feels like it's talking to you in riddles. I mean, there's so many moments where it's just you know new new lore being introduced, new vernacular being used here. Then you have just characters that are 
that are like, yeah, well, you have to go do this to go do that, to go do this. Like the opening sequence of this film is, is so interesting because it also feels inconsequential. It just starts off, you know, with like a little bit of a training set scene, just really quickly. He's just punching yeah. cuts to really him cool in the, moment, really cool moment, yeah, really you cool moment. It. Yeah. Then you, it cuts to him in the desert on a horseback chasing. And then it kind of cuts back to, I guess, New York or wherever they were. I, I, it, it's just, yeah. you, you're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Well, what was, did that? we need the, that? Was that just an action sequences you wanted to throw in there? It mm-hmm. just felt like they, again, with this franchise, they plot out the action sequences first and they're like, well, how can we connect a story to this? And they don't do a good job of catching the story because like in the story just is so like, really, if you were to ask me to repeat it back to you, I don't know what I would say. I'm like, yeah, he's just killing and it's great. But when you have three hours, you, I need more than action because there are a lot of great action films out there and they do a fantastic job of balancing both story and action. Yeah. And if you're going to do just action, then really do it. When you introduce a story that drags a lot and just feels just so at odds with the action it's introducing, I think that's where you're getting this weird clash of, okay, what, what are you trying to be? Are you trying to be an all out action film like the raid or do you want to tell a more serious story like The Raid 2? And I think The Raid 2 is a film that balances both those worlds really well. Where this one, action, anytime there's action on screen, it's like 10 out of 10. It is amazing. But when we get to the story, it really is throwing on all of the breaks. Anthony? I think it's because they're they're writing the story as they go. Like, really, there's, there's a lot of just thrown in there. And they're trying to duplicate exactly what they did in the you know second and third film. Um, they're not really focusing on the first film, which had the best story, which was so small. And, you know, here's a guy who had to take revenge on the people who shot his dog because it was connected to his wife. But now it's like, even in the story, they're saying they, they're, they're conflicting with themselves saying you, every time you try to kill us, there's always going to be someone higher. So what's, what's, what's your end game? And it's almost like, are you self-aware in that sense that you knew that, even you as writers <laughs> couldn't figure out where the story goes. I, um, I felt fatigued, you know, like, and, and there was a good fatigue because, because the fight sequences and the action sequences are very, they're very long. And they're, well, they really at times one cut sequences, you do feel like you're in, you experience, you know, three nights with John wick. It's, yeah, very like hard, like the fights and the, like you you'll see it in the trailer. You've seen it in the trailer the fights, the nunchucks, the the battles here and there and everywhere. And you you're traveling from Tokyo to Paris to you know the desert and back to New York. And there's a whole bunch of action sequences within that, and they're very long and they and they take up time. Um, yeah, but you do feel fatigued. But not a lot of cuts, like you said. Andrew. Not a lot like, of cuts. You're like there's not. It's not like quick cuts. Like you are in these long takes of action, which are amazing to see the work that went into this from the stunt team and Keanu and Shamir and everyone involved. It's incredible, but it definitely is tiring when you get three hours of that. Right. Right. And, and I'm not saying it's too much action, but I'm saying the, the, the electricity that you get from those action sequences are not met with the story. So when you do get to the point of that story, it's like, your your blood your 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 what is your heart rate just drops to zero and you're just like I just watched Keanu Reeves fight at least a thousand people there like we talk about kill count <laughs> we talk about kill count right you know screen yeah. kill count everyone the amount of people that have been left in the city of Paris in New York in Tokyo <laughs> there is not enough ambulances. 
There is not enough. <laughs> there's enough earth the to these people in. The morgues. No. They just there's the morgues are overrun. The grave the graveyards are just like they gotta cremate they, these dudes. They gotta cremate them. But, but also is and this is what I also love about this this how silly these movies are too at, at some points because there's there's some aspects of John Wick because they are recruiting such legends like you know like Donnie Yen and Lawrence Fishburne and you know in the last one Halle Berry and these big names it kind of has an Expendables feel to it, it we're just like let's have like these big names show up they're a lot I, it's they're well a lot more well made films than I would say the Expendables films are because like all the John Wick films are very well made movies but uh, yeah I, like. Everyone in these worlds are also assassins, by the way. Like when when the call comes in and it's like, yeah, there's a hit on Wick. I feel like everyone gets activated. Like it's like a push notification that comes on everyone's phone. Like when there's a everyone's like a, a sleep screen. agent. Everyone's a sleep. You know, agent. it's a, it's like an amber alert that goes off, and everyone's like, oh shoot, let's all go kill John Wick. It's yeah. so, it's so funny. Donnie, I love that. Donnie Yen is absolutely fantastic. I fucking love that guy. Like I didn't know he. Yeah. I didn't know his character was blind. So when I learned about, and I, I, I think that's a get, like that is given in the synopsis. I just didn't know. So when you learn about, holy shit, he's a blind assassin, and he uses all these things to kind of like get, and he his martial arts is so quick and so fast, and he uses a gun and he uses a, a blade, and he's also blind. It's like holy shit, it's like Daredevil, but like, yeah, the opposite of Daredevil. He's not doing good, but yeah. you know it's and the doorbells scary and too. There's some really cool moments. There yeah. are parts where you're like, man, I don't ever want to f- mess with like a blind person because th- this guy is literally killing instant, instant kills. Very, very good. And his backstory is like there's there's a lot of empathy to his character. So you know there's a there's a situation where like what would I do and how would I do it? And, right. You know it always involves family, and that's even John and in, in his. When he talks to him, he's like, family? He's like, family, John. He's like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, that's what you have to do. But like, yeah, Donnie Yen, he's like 60 and he is so fast. So fast. My gosh. Perfect yeah. cast. It's interesting though that, yeah, it's he's he's phenomenal, but it's it's interesting that they also were like, hey, like we saw Rogue One, we know how great he could be in that also as someone who is blind, and we're also going to do that in this film as well too. I, I wonder if that was like a a choice that like Donnie wanted to make, or is that something that was written to the script? I'm really curious to to know if that's where that kind of idea was introduced, and you know, obviously he was on board to do it. Um, Shay, anything else to add? No, I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the film, I still had a good time with it, even though I know I focused a lot more on the negatives of it. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'll save my last bit for the uh, my, my final recommendation. Cool. Let's get right into it then. Let's start with our final recommendations for John Wick, Chapter 4. Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off. Uh, this is a watch it. Even though the story is, you know, like I said, it's dull. It's not very... You know, energetic it doesn't match the 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 craziness of the action sequences i think it's enough of a sacrifice to actually experience these action sequences because they're absolutely beautiful and you know i'm a huge keanu reeves fan so nothing he does is really bad and you know i think the characters that we get and how chad directed this film and the places that we travel to is just remarkable and i think you know, everything that we got in this movie, even though it's like three hours long, it's worth the watch. Awesome. I'm right there with you. I, you know, this is a watch it for me too. Uh, it is 
also like a little bit of an asterisk on that because like if you are going into this series this is chapter four you know exactly what you're getting up to this point so if you weren't on board with the first john wick or especially two and three number four isn't going to do anything to win you over but what I will say is that Chapter 4 has some of the greatest action scenes I've ever seen on screen, some of the most intense fights I've ever seen on screen, and some of the best visuals in those fights. So that, for me, is worth uh, admission alone. I think that's what makes this movie incredible. It's just a shame that outside of that, the story doesn't do enough to really keep you invested. It really is something that you just kind of have to you know, wait through to get to some of the greatest action. So you'll have to... you know suffer the story to get some to the action but it's a watch for me shabazz take us home uh for me this is an added to the queue i think there's some again great moments there's some great action uh but a lot of it does become forgettable and i think that when you have a franchise that's four movies in i'm glad that there's still some gas in the tank but this one it really started to show that the gas was starting to run out um i love keanu and i i hope that he does more action films like this but i won't be remembering this movie i think much after a few weeks but part one i will remember until i die yeah i think i think that's completely fair to say and it's really curious to know like or to think where is this series going to go chapter four we have four movies deep we're going to have a spinoff series is there going to be a chapter five we'll have to wait and see how this one performs of course that was our review of john wick chapter four of course if you want to find more reviews of the movie podcast if you want to hear more interviews and more of our thoughts on films and tv series make sure you're following the show on all podcast feeds and on youtube make sure you check out all of the other incredible reviews and interviews that we've been doing over the last couple of weeks and months and years pretty much at this point uh and follow us on youtube Drop a like, leave a comment below. Let us know if you're excited for John Wick Chapter 4. There's so much to look forward to this year. And this month, there's so much coming. So we're just really happy that you're here with us. And of course, that was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next.